your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday, December 31st edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you once again for making the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast your first Florida Panthers listen of the day. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, what I gotta say in all of that of what happened last night in the Florida Panthers 9-3 to route of the cross-state rival Tampa Bay Lightning is you just flat out don't feel sorry for winning in this league. And I kind of took a little bit of a backseat after the game and took a little bit of time to kind of reflect as well from a few weeks ago as well when the Florida Panthers were, in fact, in Tampa Bay's position with multiple players on the COVID list when the Florida Panthers faced off against the LA Kings just a few weeks ago. And I look back at that and say, nobody felt sorry for the Panthers when they had to go up against the Kings only dressing 16 skaters. And the fact that despite some AHL players playing, and one making their debut in Cole Schwitt at the time, nobody was going to feel sorry. At the end of the day, they're hockey players, and the, they, ha- they wanted to go out there, and they wanted to play. That's the key phrase when it, when it comes to that. They wanted to play. And I kind of see it from this perspective again, that last night's game, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Regardless, they're not going to make excuses neither. The Florida Panthers didn't when they faced off against LA, but you don't feel sorry for wins. The Tampa Bay Lightning on their side, they were fortunate to have John Cooper back, their coach, brought back to the bench. Uh, they were still missing their both of their goalies in Andre Vasilevsky and Brian Elliott. So they had to uh, get their two goalies from... Syracuse in AHL Syracuse and one of them played uh, a little bit in the ECHL for the Orlando Solar Bears and it's it's a tough situation to be in they're also missing Anthony Sorelli and Mikhail Sergachev as well so a depleted roster that was for the Tampa Bay Lightning but again you don't feel sorry for winning in this league the Florida Panthers took this grabbed the bull by the horn and just said we're going to we're going to uh come out and we're going to be aggressive. We're going to try to score as much on you as possible. They they knew they were licking their chops when they saw that they were 
the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to have an, two goal, goalies that spent most of their time in the AHL. It was kind of a... In, in, in the back of my head, I thought of it as this was maybe kind of a no-excuses game because of the situation that the Florida Panthers find themselves in versus Tampa Bay. But then I was talking about it with my Panther Parkway friends, and they said that regardless, this is an NHL team and that they have the experience of being a Stanley Cup champion and that you don't, uh, you don't want to downgrade any opponent regardless of situation. And, of course, that's a ca- cautious optimism there, which I can see why. I can understand, too. And the fact that still, even after a good part of period one, the Tampa Bay Lightning were dominating as far as possession and shots on goal as well in this one. But the Florida Panthers, they realized what was coming up with the opposition on why they were getting the goals that they were getting. A lot of them were off just rebounds and rebound control as well. Some of them were off the post and positioning of the goalie as well, being able to recover. And that's a, is that a situation where if Andre Vasilevsky were to be playing that, the Florida Panthers would get some of those rebound goals? Chances are, no. Chances are. But, again, you take the situation at hand, and you take advantage of it. And it's a beauty um, that the Florida Panthers didn't have a letdown. That's the most important thing. They did not have a letdown against a team that was depleted. And that is the biggest takeaway in all of this when it when it comes to uh this game so great great for the panthers and they got goals in not only even strength but different ways and that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment as we break down more of this game so keep it right here on locked on panthers it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which may be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream. 
salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast is the Florida Panthers are coming off a 9-3 victory against its cross-state rival, Tampa Bay Lightning. So here's how the lines looked for the Florida Panthers as they faced off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They started off as Verhage, Barkoff, Mammon, which they eventually flipped later in the game. Hubie, Reinhardt, Duclair, Vetrano. Welcome back to the lineup, Frank Vetrano, after being scratched on Wednesday. Anton Lindell and Mason Marchment. Ryan Lomberg, Etulo Storanen, and Patrick Hornquist. Um, Andrew Burnett did confirm after the game that Sam Bennett did, in fact, feel sick. Didn't specify whether it was COVID-related. Uh, Sam Bennett had been on the COVID list a few weeks ago, so not sure wh- whether that is COVID-related or not. Stay tuned for that. Uh, defensemen, uh, Mackenzie Weger, Aaron Ekblad, Gus Forsling, Radko Gudis, and Lucas Carlson, and Brandon Montour for this game. and. The Florida Panthers start off really hot in this one already. And it's crazy because Anthony Duclair, in let's not forget, this guy missed a whole week, more, more, more than a week uh, before the, he made his return, never was placed on injured reserve at all uh, before, before uh, being activated. Uh, he missed games from November 24th all the way to December 14th and not placed on injured reserve at all. And the speed factor of Anthony Duclair is just incredible. Twice in this game, and also great ice vision by the Florida Panthers as well. The first goal that he scored where he's just just cutting through the defense of the Tampa Bay Lightning like Swiss cheese, and Brandon Montour finds... Anthony Duclair on a stretch pass, and then he finishes the rest on Legacy. And then the second one for Anthony Duclair later in the game, where I believe it was 7-3 to three at the time. Yeah, 7-3. to three. Jonathan Huberto finds him on that stretch pass, and he just finishes the rest. And it's incredible what speed can do in this game and how it creates opportunities for others, even when Anthony Duclair isn't scoring. But rebound, rebound control, again, that was an issue for the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in this one. And the Florida Panthers, they, the power play, it's no secret. It's been an issue for, for the, this team. Before the, this game, uh, the Florida Panthers went 0 for 10 on the power play uh, in, their, in, their, in their last two games. And the Florida Panthers, they get one in this one. Huberto, off a rebound, <laughs> gets the... Gets the Gets the puck and goes backhand on Legacy on an open net too. Barkov gets the original shot and then uh, Jonathan Huberdeau converts it at 11:22 of the first period, and that was after a Ross Colton goalie interference, and he got a misconduct for that as well. Frank Vitrano uh, said at the top, "Welcome to the back to the lineup, Frank Vitrano." Uh, not that plus minus is the end all be all, but he's one of the worst in the Florida Panthers. This season in plus minus, um, entering this game, he was at a minus seven, tied for a team worse in 
in this one. And again, we talked about Frank Vitrano. Uh, a lot of people wanted him traded before the season because of an expiring contract. Said that he could possibly help with the the Panthers, but it just has it's just been a little bit of a regression for Frank Vitrano's play uh, this season. That I don't I don't know what kind of value he has out there based on the season he's had. The Tampa Bay Lightning come back uh, a little bit. They they cut the deficit by two. Zach Bajo- Zach Bogosian, excuse me, uh, gets a rebound backhand and beats Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight didn't look too bad. Um, I I don't think that you could fully judge uh, Spencer Knight on on this game when you have a big lead like the one the Florida Panthers have. Uh, I I I want to see Spencer Knight more and how he looks in close games more than I do in a six goal uh difference uh to to judge him a little better based on that even though he let let five goals in in his one AHL start the Florida Panthers the penalty kill in this one a little better uh the there was a point where the Florida Panthers did go four on three and the unit that they had mostly out there was Etulus Sterinen Gus Forsling and Aaron Eklad because at the time there was two two of their main penalty killers were in the box in Alexander Barkov and Mackenzie Weger. And those are guys who you rely on most. Uh, they're on their top PK unit. And the Florida Panthers, they were able to uh, not allow a goal in. And they went into that second period with 27 seconds left on that PK. And they, they uh, didn't allow one. <laughs> and it's funny because... Again, rebounds were the theme in this one. Mammon almost got one that went off the post. Uh, beautiful feed by Carver Hagee. And then shortly after, Etulus Serena gra- grabs one off the post again. It was not just the goals that they were scoring. It was just also many other opportunities. This could have easily been like a 12 or 13 goal game for the Florida Panthers. The crowd was chanting, we want 10. The last time that the Florida Panthers scored 10 goals in a game was back in 1997. We're talking... 20 plus years 24 years to be exact since the florida panthers have scored 10 in a game and the even after that just shortly after just three minutes uh andre palat uh get uh feeds uh steven stamkos right on the doorstep and then you you would you would think that okay they're depleted they're shorthanded but they still found an opportunity to score a goal. And the, the penalty kill uh, in this one, the, it, not only did Anthony Duclair have a, uh, two beautiful rushes to create goals on his own, but there was a big shorty opportunity that he stopped uh, in the middle of the second period after, uh, after uh, Pat Maroon went to the box for tripping Anthony Duclair. And even when the Tampa Bay Lightning were down, you still see Pat Maroon uh, chirping on the on the bench. And that is a that's one of the beautiful things about this rivalry, not gonna lie. The fact that you have two people on each side who are just not afraid to go after the other, regardless of score. Pat Maroon's that guy for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ryan Lomberg is that guy for the Florida Panthers. So each of these two teams have that guy. But yeah, Anthony Duclair uh, stops a shorty opportunity for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, so that I I love the defensive play from that one. If you guys want to go rewatch it, um, 
it was like in the middle of the second period. And then shortly after, Maxim Mammon, who had an opportunity to make it 4-1 earlier, finally gets uh, a goal to convert. And Maxim Mammon, uh, just after coming back from CSKA Russia, excuse me, CSKA Moscow in the KHL, and still being uh, having his rights with the Florida Panthers, they gave him another chance. Uh, it was an opportunity for him to come back now. Um, we're questioning whether Owen Tippett is going to find a spot in the lineup right now. And it doesn't look like as of right now that Tippett does have one. But that could change as soon as next week, depending on what happens. So we're, we're free to change our minds uh, at, any, at any point based on the level of play. But Max Mammon hasn't given us an op- um, a reason to take him out uh, right now. And the, the, it was another rebound and then punches it in. Uh, it was originally stopped and it was right on the line. And Max Mammon just says, whoop, oh, thank you. And that, that goal would have originally been called a penalty as Carter Hage was rushing and talk about uh, converting regardless of it would have been a power play in favor of Florida. And another rebound, a goal, uh, Anton Lundell off a rebound backhand uh, makes it 6-2. Uh, and then going into that third period, it was all about just playing defensive hockey and not allowing the Tampa Bay Lightning to even get this to a two-goal uh, deficit. The Tampa Bay Lightning make a goalie change at the beginning of the third period. Uh, Hugo Annafelt, uh comes in and at one point, because because I'm a referee, I wanted to point it out that it, the the referees did have a difficult uh time in the third period because they were down a man. Uh, apparently the referee got hit in the head with a puck, got evaluated, and but hey, he was able to uh get back uh back on the ice. So thankfully that there was a there was a full crew out there because I'm gonna tell you guys when you're one referee short, that depend that really really changes how calls are made your angles everything i could go on and on and on about that but thankfully uh the the referee crew was able to be at full strength as well the tampa bay lightning did get a power play goal to cut it to six to three but even at that time it felt like this game was still over and there was you just okay you gave up one in in the beginning of the third period, and it was by Braden Point. Welcome back to the lineup, Braden Point for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's a dangerous player for, and I feel like he always scores against the Florida Panthers when he they do face off against each other. And not even, not even ten seconds later, that was that second Anthony Duclair uh, rush to to uh to convert and. Beautiful, beautiful thing that we we saw from Anthony Duclair and his mom was in the stands. It was his mom's birthday, so happy birthday to the mo- mother of Anthony Duclair. A beautiful story for your son, if if she happens to be listening to this, of finding his home, negotiating his own contract, and then creating chances and continuing to convert. Did you did you guys know? I know most of Anthony Duclair's goals. 
well, not a not most, but at least a third of his goals are empty netters. However, he's still shooting twenty five percent. Is that sustainable? No, it's not. I I can I can fully agree that twenty five percent shooting percentage isn't sustainable, and most of the goals are empty netters. But hey, you're you're getting the goals that you need, and you're making a difference in your team winning and. Anthony Duclair has not been an issue for this Florida Panthers team as far as as far as wins and losses go and the the speed factor once again and 12 12 of his 48 shots have gone in for goals and and that's amazing for for someone like Duke and you got to be happy for a guy like him and his story about how he eventually found his home Jonathan Huberto he got it, he did it again with the spinorama this time to Aaron Eckblad, and he spoke about it after the game. He said maybe it was a little unnecessary, but I was I was feeling good, and of course you want to you kind of want to stick you kind of want to stick it to them to the Tampa Bay Lightning after after all those matchups in the regular season, the eight regular season matchups in the 2021 season, the six game series, and so far these three. I I'm trying to uh do math in my head the eight regular season matchups plus these three regular season matchups that's 11 plus the six game series so these guys have fit in the 2021 calendar year these guys have faced off against each other 17 times 17 times in this 2021 calendar year that these two teams have faced off against each other and the florida panthers just like they ended that 2021 calendar year on a good note against their cross-state rivals. Sure, the Tampa Bay Lightning have the cup. They won two cups in a span of 10 months with the COVID bubble and then the regular uh, COVID year that, that they had. But the Florida Panthers, they, they know that they can beat them. Of course, again, let's read the room a little bit. The situation isn't the best right now for Tampa Bay. But hey, you finished off on a good note, and that's what you can ask for. And then uh, to top it all off, uh, I said that the Florida Panthers got goals from every which way possible. They also got a shorty opportunity from Alexander Barkov. A beautiful feed by Huberto, who finishes the night on a five-point night. Duke had three points. Lundell had two. Barkov had two. Itzulu Sterina had two. Uyghur had two. Frank Vitrano had two. Uh, A full team effort in this win by the Florida Panthers. Uh, Jonathan Huberto gets his... 27th assist in this one, um, one goal for assist, and just continues to rack up points. And he's just, and he got his 11th goal of the season. So leading the team in points, Anthony Duclair does lead the team in goals. Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto are right behind him, and just this, uh, this team just continues to find a way. And right now they're fully healthy again. And that's a beautiful thing. These, this team is fully healthy uh, right now, or mostly healthy. Uh, but yeah, it, it's great. It's great that the what what this team was missing because right before the shutdown, um, the, the the team was struggling to put put out a fully healthy lineup. A lot of line changes, a lot of different differences uh, to that what they anticipated. But this is the part of the 82 game marathon that is the NHL season. And of course there's cancellations, there's the Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner did talk about 
filling in the schedule for February during the Olympic break, and they are closer to putting those games back in place for the entire NHL. So we'll be having updates more on that and that the Florida Panthers will hopefully have those makeup games, not only make up those games, but to have a fully healthy roster because if those games were to be played that they didn't cancel, who knows what those results could have been against the likes of a Minnesota, Chicago, Nashville, and Carolina, which was the postponed games for the Cats. So one step closer to getting clarity on the schedule for the month of February. So we should be hearing that in the next couple of days, maybe the next week. So hopefully the Florida Panthers are also healthy there as well. In the next segment, as we are wrapping up the 2021 calendar year, we're going to look back at some of the highs and lows from the Florida Panthers season, 2021 calendar season, from the beginning of January all the way up to now on the biggest moments of this 21 calendar year. So keep it right here on Locked on Panthers. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. As the Florida Panthers come off a 9-3 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning on Thursday night at FLA Live Arena. So in this segment, we're going to quickly go through the calendar year and talk about some of the highlights of the season and some of the lowlights that happened in the 2021 calendar year, starting from the time that the Florida Panthers took the ice on January 17th against the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's not forget that the Florida Panthers season last year had a little bit of a delay because the Dallas Stars uh, had some COVID issues, so they their first game didn't happen until January 17th. And let's go to the second game of the season on January 19th. The Florida Panthers get an overtime victory. Frank Pichano, uh gets the game-winning goal of uh, on a beautiful feed by Barkov as the play is developing, gets it through, wants to uh, have a victory uh, fist pump up in the air, and then he eats the ice, and then everybody comes around and hugs him as he is on the ice. Let's go to January 30th, again, a road game against the Detroit Red Wings, a 3-2 overtime victory in Alexi Heponiemi's first game ever, his NHL debut. Beautiful feed from Anthony Duclair, and he gets it past Alex Nedeljkovic for, excuse me, Thomas Grice for the game-winning goal in that one, in his NHL debut. Let's go to February 5th. The Florida Panthers, the day after the Florida Panthers blew a lead late into the third period. They were leading 5-4. to four. Joel Quenville does a questionable challenge, an offside challenge that led to a penalty. And the, that, that goal was to cut the deficit to 5-4. to four. The Predators go on a power play. They, they convert to score to put it 
five five. Uh, and excuse me, the challenge was too many men on the ice. Uh, that that was the that was the challenge, and the Preds find a way to win in overtime, and then the Florida Panthers respond the very next night with a two to one uh victory over Nashville. So that was a that was a bounce back that the Florida Panthers needed. So I thought that was a very big response after blowing a, a lead. Uh, February 11th, um, the, the Florida Panthers had a few players down with COVID, uh, one of them being Anthony Duclair, and they found a way to dominate the Tampa Bay Lightning in a 5-2 victory on February 11th. And the next one, February 17th, against Carolina, one of two wins over the Carolina Hurricanes this season. One of those spinorama goals by Jonathan Huberto was a spinorama uh, from the right side on a cutting Alex Wenberg to get it past Alex Nedeljkovic. That one was Alex Nedeljkovic, uh, and he, get, he gets it through. The next one, which was a 6-2 to victory over the Nashville Predators on March 6th. This was, and we know Noel Chari sometimes he either scores no goals or he'll get a hat trick. This was the game where Noel Chari had a hat trick against the Nashville Predators on the road. The next one, March 11th, the Florida Panthers were down four to one on the road against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets and found a way to come back to win and win by a final score of five to four in overtime. Barkov had a big power play goal in that one to tie at four late in the game uh, on that one timer from the right side. So that was a that was a big time goal for the Panthers. March twentieth, the Chris Drieger comes back from injury and gets a shutout against Nashville at home. The low, some of the lowlights. Uh, Alexander Barkov gets injured um, in warmups against the Chicago Blackhawks. They're forced to be a little bit of a line change, and Alexander Barkov is out for a few weeks. That was one of the two three game losing streaks for the uh, Florida Panthers uh, in that stretch. And then shortly after, Aaron Ekblad gets hurt and breaks fractures his leg, and the Florida Panthers uh, had to make quite a few different, um, quite a few changes in their deep pairing. And that's when we really found out how great Gus Forsling is and how great of a pickup that was. So we not only realized, we not only realized how valuable Aaron Ekblad is to this team, we also realized how great of a pickup Gus Forsling is. So we kind of got to see that. April 3rd, uh, the Florida Panthers against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Alex Wenberg gets a hat trick, and one of those goals was not counted at first. They continued play, and then they uh, they blew the horn to say that was a good goal in the middle of play. So Alex Wenberg got a hat trick in that one. The, the This one, uh, April, April 15th, the Florida Panthers did lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning. In overtime by a final score of three to two, but that was another uh, spinorama pass goal on a feed on a feed from Jonathan Huberto to Anthony Duclair. April twentieth, five to one win. Spencer Knight's debut against the Columbus Blue Jackets only lets one goal in, and that was a power play goal in a five to one victory the day after his twentieth birthday. April twenty fourth was the overtime win against the Carolina Hurricanes, where Alexander Barkov had that no look goal against the. Caroline Hurricanes, March, May, excuse, excuse me, uh, April 27th, the Florida Panthers, a 7-4 victory, road victory against the Nashville Predators to clinch their spot 
into the postseason. This was a game where Sergey Bobrovsky got pulled for Spencer Knight, and Spencer Knight finished the job uh, for, the, for the Panthers. The last homestand, the last two games, that's where all the fat pat comments started from Brandon Montour to Pat Maroon. Uh, they win 5-1 to one on the Saturday game and then 4 nothing in the in the regular season finale to set up home ice. That, that was a situation where the Florida Panthers had to get all four points in order to clinch home ice in the first round. The first round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Ryan Lomberg goal in Game 3 uh, on May 20th. That was a hi- highlight uh, goal for sure. The Spencer Knight start against the Tampa Bay Lightning on May 24th. That that was another that was another highlight moment where it was their third goalie used and there was a little bit of hope for this 20-year-old kid and we got to see what the this kid has as far as his tools. The of course, the you start off with the this this season that we're in right now. The Florida Panthers giving up four unanswered to the Pittsburgh Penguins, a shorthanded Pittsburgh Penguins team, and they find a way to score three straight in order to uh, win this one. Spencer Knight starts on October 19th against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the first of the, their two wins this season. Another statement win against the Colorado Avalanche, not allowing Nathan McKinnon to get a single shot on goal. October 23rd, the shorthanded goal on a Keith Yandel turnover uh, that 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 many Florida Panther fans were just laughing at mostly. October 29th, two days after Joel Quenville resigned as the as the coach of the Florida Panthers, the Flor the Panthers get a three to two victory over the Detroit Red Wings. And in that situation it was a it was a game about resilience for this uh Florida Panthers uh team. November Fourth against the Washington Capitals, they get a overtime victory against the Washington Capitals, uh, where Etulusterainen gets a game-winning goal against uh, the the Washington Capitals, and also the November sixth, they're the latest that two teams have been unbeaten to face off against each other, and the Florida Panthers just dominated the Carolina Hurricanes on November 6th, and that was without Alexander Barkov. The power play was being, was not really great at the time. It still isn't, but the Florida Panthers got three power play goals in the first period alone in that one. The lowlights in that one was a four-game road losing streak in that one, uh, and but then once they got back uh, home, they won a few, a few uh, games in a row. Uh, including uh, a game on November 20th against the Minnesota Wild where Aaron Ekblad just had a beautiful pass as he was double teaming. Owen Tippett is right there alone on uh, Cam Talbot, I, be- I believe it was, that was uh, starting. Yep, Cam, Cam Talbot uh, for the Min- Minnesota Wild. Uh, then before their home winning streak ended, the Florida Panthers had their biggest challenge against the Philadelphia Flyers in a low-scoring affair, and they found a way to win. The December, excuse me, November 30th and November and December 2nd, the two three goal comebacks for the Cats, uh, multiple three, three goal deficits, one of them against Washington, they come back. The second one against Buffalo. And then not only did they, were they down by three goals, but they won by three goals as well. And they 
let they finish that homestand with a shootout victory against the St. Louis Blues. Sure, they had a little bit of road woes after they played. It, December twelfth was the was that game where even though the Florida Panthers lost, it was one of the best hockey games that I had ever watched for the Florida Panthers, as it's possible that it could be a Stanley Cup final preview. Sure, the the low light in this season was that Ottawa Senators lost at home, uh, where they just were just dominated eight to two, and the Senators stole their lunch money and some. But after that, after the Kings game where they were shorthanded, the Florida Panthers right now they are riding high and a fully healthy team with no COVID issues as of right now that we know of, and the Florida Panthers. When you think about this 2021 calendar year. The last season was the foundational season, something that Doug Plagans talked about when he came on the show. And now this is the, that season, despite a coaching change, despite some injuries, despite players going on the COVID list and coming back, the Florida Panthers, they, this mission, this expectation has not changed for this Florida Panthers team. And what they have been able to provide on the ice as far as I just named a lot of the highlights and the good that has come out of the Florida Panthers from the start of the 2021 season back in January. And now it's continuing to have that trend of winning and consistency and teamwork and communication and better goaltending too. Sure, Spencer Knight has struggled here and there, but he is still a young kid, 20 years old. Bobrovsky has been a little better. Sure, he's fallen off, but that game against the New York Rangers, he looked a lot better. And maybe this is the, maybe that was a break that the Florida Panthers and Sergei Bobrovsky and everyone else just needed. And everybody, everybody was back in the lineup. Mason Marchment back. Uh, Forsling is back from his day to day injury as well. So, Maxim Mammon uh, coming back from CSK Moscow, and he's uh, he can't be taken out of the lineup right now. Sure, there's some low lights in, in this in this season and in this calendar year. The power play is struggling. Of course, the, the that that's no secret, but there there's still a lot of good when it comes to this Florida Panthers team and what they've provided myself as a podcaster, you as the fans, and everyone around the NHL to be to, as a product on the ice that is to be admired. And I hope that in 2022 that we get to see this continued play from this Florida Panthers team and it's going to start very early on Saturday January 1st at 1 p.m. where the Florida Panthers will be welcoming the Montreal Canadiens to town the Stanley Cup runner-up who's had a lot of turnover on their roster coming into this season and have struggled out of the gate and have continued to uh, do so so Monday January 3rd we will be recapping that game and we will be discussing more of what's to come in the new year for this Florida Panthers team. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, who will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Your one stop shop for all things betting. Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Locked On Bets Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Start Armando Velez. 
signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.